Hello again, and welcome to another episode of A Thousand and One by One, where each week we take a film out of the book, A Thousand and One Movies You Must See Before You Die. Discuss it, analyze it, and ultimately decide whether or not it should be in the book. My name is Adam St. John. My name is Britt Reinhold Hobson. And I am Joey Rogate. And tonight, we're heading back to 1500s countryside of Japan to watch a samurai team up to protect a town from real well-off bandits. But before we get there, please make sure you're following us on all social medias, Twitter and Instagram, at 1001 by one All right, so it's a little bit overwhelming tonight, but let's <laughs> we're going to ease into things. Uh, and I think a fun way yeah. to ease in is with recommends, because this isn't a movie mm. that... <laughs> You get half-assed the recommend. Um, so, Britt, let's start with your recommend. I did not half-ass this recommend. Um, I am so excited to recommend this, specifically with this episode, that I literally told Joey my recommend like three weeks ago. Um, I am recommending a movie from 2007 called Sword of a Stranger. It's directed by Masahiro Ando, and it's set in the Sengoku period in Japan. Uh, Sword in the Strait of the Stranger follows a young boy and arguably the best Shiba Inu in the history of cinema as they flee from a foreign dynasty hellbent on capturing the boy for nefarious purposes. Along the way, they discover a ronin with no name who agrees to bring them to a faraway temple in order to ensure the boy's survival. This is an anime. Um, This is not media for children. It is a poignant and terrifying story about how far people will go to ensure their survival. I love this movie so much. I watch it probably once a year. It's wonderful. And again, even if you just watch it for the Shiba, this is the single greatest Shiba that I've ever seen in cinema. Um, Yeah, sort of a stranger. It's fantastic. Highly recommend it. Awesome. Do you know where you can find that? Um, I don't know where you can find that, to be perfectly honest, because I have it on Blu-ray. Well, there so you go. So you oh. can find it on Blu-ray. Uh, but <laughs> at, I will I will look that up and add it to the Instagram <laughs> when we release this. What is a Shiba? A Shiba Inu? They're like the cutest dogs ever. Genuinely, oh. they're so cute. They're like... The little, um, the little, they're, they're usually orange, but they also can be black and white. And they're known as like dogs who act like cats. They're actually incredibly temperamental. You shouldn't have them around children. You shouldn't have them around other animals. I love them for that. And, um, and they're (laughs) one of my favorite type of dogs and they're really, really cute. Oh, I'm going to be completely honest. When I asked that question, I did not expect dog to be the answer. So that's, that was that was that was nice. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a dog. Um, a fun story. Uh, we don't have an animal for various reasons, but I do love Shiba Inus and I love plushies. So my husband bought me a Shiba Inu plushie, and it sits on my bed. Compromise. That's our dog. We, yeah, because you know we don't have animals. The idea no, of animals, though. <laughs> I like animals. I just don't have time. I'm far too selfish. I like the idea. Very of reasonable. That's yes, That's yes. Amazing. I like the idea of them. I like, you know, people's cats and looking at them, <laughs> not having any myself. Hey, you know what? That's a, that's a, it's, it's a good thing to know going into it because too many people find out once they exactly. get it. Exactly. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. All right. Yeah, sort of a stranger. Please awesome. check it out. It's fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. Now I know what a Shiba Inu is. Adam, <laughs> you recommend. I feel like they're pretty popular dogs, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> but maybe just in my, my circle. Yeah, I, I think it might be your circle. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty up on dogs. I always look at dogs. Me, me and my son look and we're like, oh, what kind of, because I'm always, what kind of dog he, does he want to get when we get a dog? And um, you could have told me Shiba Emu was like, I, I thought it was going to be some sort of like animation style. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we all know that I'm a particular human being anyways. So this just proves my point that I'm just kind of fucking weird. This is so great. I, I love that we've gotten, I like the idea of animals and I'm pretty up on dogs so far <laughs> at this pod. This is, this is amazing. <laughs> I think we're just trying to keep it light, you know, going into the beast of a film we're going to be talking about. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Oof. All right. Adam, your recommends. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm i so glad I keep a spreadsheet of, of all the shit that, that entails this podcast because uh, two of the ones I would have recommended, I've already recommended in the past, which would have been uh, Ronin and 13 Assassins, which I've already recommended and I'm not going to do it now. Um so I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm gonna be a real basic bitch here, and uh, my recommend is the direct U.S. remake of this movie called The Magnificent Seven, um, uh, the John Sturgis film, which has some ties because we've covered uh, Bad Day at Black Rock and The Great Escape uh, on the show, um, and it does it pale in comparison to the uh, the original absolutely it does um but it's got a really fun elmer bernstein score and uh, i think yul brenner and steve mcqueen and charles vaughn and james coburn and um 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 ah it's a big cast uh, charles bronson um it's it's uh it's great um it's it's fun and it's it's obviously it takes a lot of the it's way more of a of a romp yeah than seven samurai is which also i think makes it a bit more palatable in that way um but uh, it's it's just fun, and it's I, I I did just get it in 4K, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I really really uh, enjoyed the watch. It looks great. Um, sounds great. It, it it I, and I think because of how much uh, uh, Kurosawa was kind of, you know, not making westerns but making westerns right. kind of at the same time. I think this is just such a great way that it kind of connects everything together. It's a so great. The Magnificent Seven. I actually just watched this for the first time the other day for this. Um, Oh, nice. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. But I'm going to tell you, one, I think I'll, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. Um, I think I'll, I'll, I'll the, I need to rewatch it because I'm going to be completely honest. I kept waiting for like Steve McQueen to steal an engine off a train and be like, guys, I made a motorcycle and just drive a motorcycle around the <laughs> desert for a half hour for no reason. I mean, that would have been very cool. It would have been very Steve McQueen thinking he's really cool. So, oh, yeah, really that's, true. that's true. So, I haven't seen that movie for many years. I should, pro- I was considering rewatching it, and then I just watched um, a ton of Kurosawa movies. Yeah, and I, I was like, I was kind of nervous watching it because of this. And I was like, oh, honestly, it's a lot of fun. And calling it a rap Adam, I think, is perfect. Like, it translates well. And I just really like Yul Brenner in that, that role. I do too. I, I I really do. I think he played the the very the stoic leader yep. quite well. He was great. I, I thought he did a wonderful job. So and I think um, it was just a lot of fun. And if you and so, all right. So mine is a newer movie. Came out this year. Um, directed by Oliver Hermanis, 
starring Oscar Best Actor nominee Bill Nighy. It's Living. It's a remake of Kurosawa's Ikiru. Um, I saw it a couple weeks ago, and you know, it just really, you know, the, the lead in Ikiru is the lead here, so it just all connected, and this movie is a pain in the ass to see, as Adam will tell you, <laughs> but it is, um, I really enjoyed it, and I, I think of all the movies, it's, it's, you know, once it's easier to see, it'll be very worth watching, so. I have no comment. Yeah. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. I want to see it. Yeah, it's, it's. I'm not going to see it in time for Oscar season, though. Yeah, they're, they're really making it difficult. Which is unfortunate. I know. It's so stupid. I can't tell you how many, uh, 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 like, I'm going to be honest, like, illegal attempts I have tried to find this movie, and it is just, don't, don't plumb exist, just doesn't exist out there. No. It's so disappointing. No. I think <sighs> it, I think it literally exists in, like, where I live, <laughs> in, in Long Island, and, like, two other places. Like, I don't understand I, okay, how so many people are watching it. I was telling Joey last night, like, I would have had to have flown to Minneapolis. That was the closest place to where I live to to see this this Oh this, my god. This movie. Yeah. So They uh, just didn't they, want you they, to see it, Adam. It was a they conspiracy. Really didn't, they really I, well uh, hmm. Uh, those <laughs> Michigan hates the British. <laughs> they really. Oh, that sounds about right. You know, there's a lot of French. The the, the French Native um, Americans. There's a lot of um. Right. Yeah, a lot so of the trappers were up there. Real, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Plus, you know, Ontario's right above us. Right. So they're they're a bit Fair. of a, petite. My mom is just playing at every theater. Right. Oh man. You mean the one that's by me? No. That's. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> well, this tonight. Is just, this is tonight. As, as fun as the recommends were, tonight we are talking about Seven Samurai, directed by Kira Kurosawa, screenplay by Kira Kurosawa, and Shinobi Hashimoto, starring Toshiro Mifune... Oh, God, I'm so bad with words. Mifune. Mifune, yeah. Takashi Shimura, Kaiko Tushima, Iseo Kimura, Minori Shiaki, and Daisuko, Daisuke Kato. All right, I did better with the names than I thought. I'm not great with names for some reason. Uh, it is Seven Samurai. Holy crap. It is Seven Samurai. <laughs> this movie is so big, it's making me forget how to speak, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, IMDb Top 250. We've been on a little run of uh, thumbs downs here. What do, we, what do we think here? Ooh, I didn't look. I mean, I'm going to say it, it, no. It has to be. Come on. It has to be. It has to. It should be. I assume it should be. But I feel like there's such weird movies on that list that for some reason this wouldn't end up on it. I'm going to tell you, the dorks who voted IMDb got one right. It's number 20 on the IMDb 250. Nice. Okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> as soon as I said no, I was like, that's stupid. It's probably going to be on the list. This is one of those ones where it's not on the list. Like, what are, you know, what the hell are we doing here? Like this. So number 20. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go through 15 to 25 just so we get kind of around it. Empire, sure. It's number 15, Empire Strikes Back. Number 16, The Matrix, for some reason. Number 17, Goodfellas. Number 18, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. 19, Seven. 27 Samurai. 21, It's a Wonderful Life. 22, Silence of the Lambs. Number 23, Saving Private Ryan. Number 24, City of God. Number 25, Interstellar. Oh, yeah, I know. It's such a good that's list. That's the real. <laughs> that's, oh. 
To be, I'm gonna be really. So I'm gonna be honest. I was gonna just go 15 to 24 because it was so strong, but. <laughs> but What's 26? Can we just skip 25? <laughs> you know, Joey, it's great. What you did the whole time, I felt like what you were doing is you were like, you were like distracting me over here. And then when you got 25, you kicked me in the balls. That's what happened. That's <laughs> that's exactly what I did, unfortunately. And I and the, listen, <laughs> I like Interstellar. Interstellar is not the 25th best anything. <laughs> no. Hold on. All right. So let's go so real quick. Number 20. So number 20. All right. Tw- 26 life is beautiful i mean n- none of those make me make me cringe as much as no yeah high. agreed you know what back to the future is number 30 so let's move back to the future ah, up let's yeah. move back to the future up to, and then this list makes a little more sense uh, I, good company nice variety of movies fun things culturally overhyped things everything yeah <laughs> Uh, wait, I'm just getting, wait, hold on. I'm just getting word. The new number 20 now is Joker. Joker has Ooh, just Joker's moved up in. to number 20. That makes sense. Yeah. Joker's I wouldn't now be on surprised. the list four times. <laughs> <laughs> they've Again, already put the Joker just... sequel on here. Oh, Jesus Christ. They're they've just doing it to make me it. angry now. Just oh. to make me angry. This is good. This is good. We got good vibes rolling in. This is, yeah. this is good. We need this energy. We need this energy. I think we all are like, we got to get through this somehow. Like, we're going to tackle it one way or another. Yeah. And listen, so let's move to now. What is actually one of my favorite lists I've found. Brent, I, awesome. Yeah. I'm a big fan of this. So watching this movie, I thought of, you know, the obvious. It's, it's getting a team together. So I was like, oh, there has to be lists of best getting the team. So Vulture did a top 10 assembling the team movies. Okay, Fuck. this is this is a list I can get behind. This is exciting. Yeah. There's one that I, I assume is going to garner a pretty big reaction, and that's going to be funny. Um, but, all right, number 10, Armageddon. Oh, oh yes. yes. Oh, of yeah. Of course. Now, too low, but... 100% deserving of this list. The get-together when Owen Owen Wilson's on the horse, that, that, that scene alone. But anyway, number nine, Reservoir Dogs. Fair. Okay. Yep. Number eight, The Avengers, the tw- 2012. Oh. Uh, yeah, they do. They get they the do. team together. They, do, they get but... the team. To, it belongs. Mm. I'm good with it. Number seven, The Italian Job, 1969, the original. Hey, I'll, I'll stick behind that one. Yeah, I'm good. Number six, this thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I would not right off the bat. I wouldn't think about it that way, Me but neither. for sure. Yeah. Once it hits, you're like, oh no, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Number five, the original and too low. Seven Samurai, but okay. But that's okay. Yeah. I'm happy with it. Number four, the Dirty Dozen. Yep. Which that makes sense. I've never seen. Oh that. man, it's it it oh it's. It's good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, but it's also very, like, man. Yes. <laughs> like it, but, it, but it's, I dig it. I totally yeah, it's, dig it. it's cool. Um, number three. I, I feel like <laughs> I get the movie now just from that. <laughs> man. Well, and you got you to imagine Lee Marvin doing it as well. That, of that course. really, yeah. Got it. Number three. The Guns of Navarone. Yeah, th- that's what I haven't seen. 
It's great. Uh, it's really good. Number two, Ocean's Eleven, the Brad Pitt one. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 was, I was waiting for it. Yeah. Right? I was like, where is, where is it? And number one, like, this list is so good. All right? And I really like this list. I'm very happy I found this list. I, I, <laughs> do I have to give you the number one? Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Fast Five. What? Well, it's all about family, right? So that that must be it. It's because they're family. Now, oh, I have man. not seen Fast Five because after they were stealing DVDs, then I heard they went to space. I was like, okay, I don't need any more of this. Um, so, I, I, to be fair, I haven't seen it, but there's no way it belongs one on that list. N- no, no. N- no. <laughs> No. no, and I've seen the I've seen all of the fast movies. Uh, oh, okay. So you could no. actually speak to this. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, but it's not. It's uh, uh, no, no. That's really, isn't isn't the Vulture an offshoot of the New York Times? Yeah, it's like their pop culture. What the, what the fuck is this? I know they were paid. You know, they must it, have been it, paid. It, to and put this is another conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. I think today is the conspiracy theory episode. Perfect. I'm in. It's you know what it is. It's 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 the Vin Diesel cult because the the thirtieth Fast Fast and Furious is coming out. So they were like, all right, we need to get it and do some shenanigans. Is that the one where he's like praying? He has like praying hands, and it's like, is is he trying to say that his character Dom is like Jesus? Is that what I'm getting from this poster? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I, I, isn't that the I whole gimmick? My life of- a quarter mile at a time. The only one I rewatch is Tokyo Drift. I'm going to be perfectly honest. So, <laughs> oh boy. Yep. Well, well on uh, that, it's so bad. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. But it didn't end up on this goddamn fantastic list. Um, so, Seven Samurai. Um, I, I really thought long and hard about where to start, and I think the best place to start is to go through the Seven Samurai. Get us the names out there. Get the basis. Are you guys on board with this? That this is the place to yeah. start and get into? Totally. It. Because, it. you know, all the other entry points just felt like skipping. Like, I couldn't think of a good one. So, I'm going to do my best with the names. Takashimi, Takashihi Shimura as Kenbai. He's the honorable leader. He's the ronin. Good dude. Toshiro Mufune as Kikuchio. Status jumper who becomes invaluable despite wearing the worst samurai outfit ever in the ultimate battle. I think that is debatable. I, I, I'm with Britt on this one. We will talk about it. Um, I don't know how... F- Listen, practicality is just leaving a whole lot of problem. But okay, we'll get there. Daisuke Kato as Shijiroji. Kanbai is number one. Iseo Kimura as Katsushiro. New guy, rich dad, wants to be a disciple. He's ready to go, wants to learn, just figuring it out. Falling in love. Got a roof for Katsushiro. Minori Shiaki as Haihachi. He's the funny guy. Not a great samurai, but he keeps the troops together. He's, he's a morale builder. You need him. You need, you need, he's the team guy. Yeah, I love him. Me too. He's a blast. I had a lot of fun watching him. Seiji Mayaguchi as Kyozo. Stoic, sword-fighting badass. Yoshio Inaba as Grobi. 
real good archer, and he's really the one coming up with the tactical things with Kambai. So those are our guys. Um, some of the villagers, we have Rikichi. He's the hot-headed loser of wives. Manzo. Oh. He's the father. <laughs> and Shino is the daughter. What? Is that fired. My God. Was, is that not correct to what we watched in the movie? Was he not hot-headed? It's just like, oh my God, wait a, wait a, kick a guy when he's down. Right? Especially because that actor did actually get his lungs burned in that scene. Right. Oh, he was man. great. I just wanted to give a shout out, but you know, we have to point out what happened in the story. So, so those are our guys. Um, so the movie starts, we meet the bandits. And they're given their plans. They, you know, they've already taken the rice. So they need to wait. They'll go. They'll go torture other towns and villages for a while, and um, you know, they keep stealing from everybody. You're quite mobile, which is crazy. Um, and then I love the, the you know, the, the old guy just hiding and listening and going to protect the village. And right away, I think the biggest thing is you see how wonderfully this entire thing is shot. There's not a blurry thing. It's gigantic and huge from the first shot. It's, it's, it's very overwhelming from point one in, in the best way possible. Well, I've only, I'd only seen this once before. And so I, a lot of this was coming as like a good, good refreshing points. Although when you, like when you've seen it, you kind of know what you're building to. And so when we get that top down shot, like, you know, with the bandits looking like immediately I go, Oh, they're they're up against a cliff. Like, and they're gonna and these these fucking samurai are gonna come in and they're gonna they're gonna plan the shit out of this. And uh, and then obviously they do. But yeah. Oh, just I, I, I there there's not enough good things to say about uh, Kurosawa's use of the camera. And I didn't revisit oh, yeah. a bunch over the last two weeks. It's been busy. I gave midterms today. Um, oh. but uh, <laughs> but um, so fun. Oh man, uh, uh, I, I I can't wait to talk about a particular aspect of his directing as we keep going on. But absolutely, absolutely, not not a wasted shot. I feel like every, almost every single shot in this movie, you could print a picture of it and then put it on the wall, and it would be beautiful. I mean, it is shot rel- like basically perfectly. Everything is gorgeous to look at, and his use of of like the telephoto lens is so brilliant and i think he gets such an interesting um he gets such interesting reactions from his actors because the camera is so far away it it allows them to kind of forget that it's there which i think is the opposite of what a lot of people do with camera and camera work when you're supposed to be acting to it so i found that fascinating and i i i think technically it's beautiful absolutely gorgeous movie from the first shot through the rest of the thing yeah, and it brings you in because it's just you're you're in just engulfed in the whole thing and the use of deep focus. So it's just it's all right there. And then getting into the 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 chaos of the village and just how justifiably fearful they are. They're just so goddamn hungry. Like it's just so real. You feel it, and they just don't know what to do anymore. I mean, what a way to phrase it. Early on, it's like risk or be killed, and it's like. And when you like when you hear it that way, of course it's like, well, of, uh, of course you you've got to make a risk. But I, I mean, I've never been in a situation where I've no. you know where it's been like that dire. And and I think that the the desperation that is really that's clearly conveyed that early on, um, 
it it it, it really leads to the sort of that the, the drastic choice of going to find the samurai and then when uh when the idea comes up it's such a it's such a, you know it's not over the top but it's such a great like some of the reactions to that idea that builds slowly over time as the story progresses like that's just it's just and the patience to tell the story in that way it's like we almost forget about it because we spend so much time assembling the crew so yeah just great storytelling i, I love when we first kind of meet the villagers and they're all just sitting there and just every person looks so sad and dejected and angry and you know nobody the, the you know the guy in the back left corner wasn't mailing it in they all looked like they were starving <laughs> and um you know I, I loved meeting the old man at first i thought that was you know just he's the one who's gonna kind of figure out what to do tiebreaker but ultimate decision maker and then you know, what it all means to the community and how long these guys are going to be gone. The old man who was actually 65 when he did the role. And and apparently that actor could, um, he, he took out his teeth when he went to acting uh, auditions because he was like, hey, I'll get the old man role if I take my teeth out because he uh, had lost his teeth. So he's actually just like 65. He's actually not that old. I love it. I thought he I thought he was great, but I immediately was like, "Oh, that is a younger, older gentleman playing an old gentleman." I mean, in the 1580s, 65 was ancient. Mm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think it's technically 1586, and I only know that technically because I did too much research about this. Yeah, no, it's, it's 1586. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, you know, I, I think now it's it, it, Kambay, right? The, the way we first meet Kambay, shaving his head and tricking the thief, like, just their reactions to him and um, trying to get him to, to agree. And I don't know, there's just, I don't even know how not to go scene by scene by this movie because it's so goddamn good. Well, it's it's funny because I think the, and the list that you picked obviously reinforces the fact that, you know, it, is this the first assembling the team movie? Um, I have uh, Roger Ebert's great movies book, and he poses another question that I thought was great because obviously I don't know movies as well as he does. But at one point he goes. So he talks about that scene and he goes um, in an early scene where he shaves his head to disguise himself as a priest in order to enter the house where a hostage is being held. Did this scene create the long action movie tradition of opening sequences in which the hero wades into a dangerous situation unrelated to the later plot, i.e. saving the cat? Did this yeah. movie also wow. invent saving the cat? I mean, it, I'm trying to think of one earlier that did and I'm not, it's not coming to me. Uh, wow. <laughs> This movie's so good. Yeah. It has to, right? Like, I can't think of anything. I, not that my and, super knowledgeable. But. And it just and it works so well with this idea of assembling the team. And, um, and yeah, I, and just, and I love the way that, you know, that Kambe and Kikuchio are, like, they're kind of eyeballing each other right before it happens. And then uh, when the bandit runs out, it kind of, like, slows down. It, they, that doesn't happen a lot in the film, but when it, when the, he chooses to slow it down the impact of the choice like you can really see the 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 samurai mind in action it's great 
Well, it's it's that stillness, right, that a lot of movies nowadays, when they do something that's slowed down or in slow motion, it's to exaggerate a point um, or to, like, exaggerate the action that's happening. Whereas in that scene specifically, it is the stillness of that, that, that we feel the gravity of the situation of what's just happened, of everybody watching this. My favorite and my favorite like shot of that whole sequence is when the woman runs out with the rice balls yes. and she's like she's she doesn't have to say anything she just looks incredibly stressed and even the way that she's running she's not running in a straight line it feels so realistic and almost like she's pulled towards where i'm assuming it's her child that's in there because she made the rice balls um like almost pulled towards you know the the hut and then comes back around it's so good he Kurosawa is really, really good at showing and not telling us what is happening and what our characters are going through. And that is a, a feat because I think we've lost that in a lot of um, a lot of action movies nowadays. I, I think that for the most part, they're going to turn around and say, my gosh, that's my child in there. And we don't we don't need that. We just see that that's that's probably her kid. And she's distraught. We don't need any more. You know, I, I just think he's he's great at focusing on that action. Have you have you two seen You Were Never Really Here? No. No. The Joaquin Phoenix movie where he's not quite a hitman, but kind of a hitman. Hitman and Jace. Uh, well, it's 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 a tricky. I don't. I, this movie's too big to go on a big huge tangent. But this, I, there are every once in a while, there's a movie where like the a main character had like there's some there's violence happening, but we don't absolutely know why it's happening, and and I think that's. You know, there's when 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 the filmmaker trusts the audience to either yeah. make the connections or at least like make their own story or like, you know, you make your own conclusions as to what's going on. I, I appreciate that as well. Yeah, um, it does really seem like he does trust us from the get go. He he trusts that we're going to go along on this story. And I feel like that that could draw you in. I, I will say that I, I understand that this is an incredible film. I had a I had a more difficult time with this than I anticipated. Um, I, I went into this really excited about it, and I did watch it twice, thankfully. The first time around, I was not thrilled. And then I came around to it a little bit more later. But but I, I will say that I did feel like he was trying to invite me into the space early on. Give me one second. I have to open this hot water. There we go. We'll cut that. Yeah, and I, I appreciate so much that it's... You know, there's so much going on. It's not a short movie, but you're rewarded for your work. And that's always something that I, I, I want. I think that's not what some people are looking for. And that's all right. But um, I think especially something like this, because we have the kind the chaotic villagers in the city trying to figure it out. And I mean, just get humiliated by all the other samurai that they try to. And now they see Kambe and you know, shaves his head to protect this, to protect this little girl and protect this village. And then he just goes about his way. Um, so, you know, we're introduced to him that already he's different. Well, yeah. And, and he is a, a Ronin he's a samurai and without a masterless samurai, if you will. And his, his hairstyle is his like honor. So he's basically immediately just saying, I don't care about my honor. What's more important than being seen as a samurai is actually saving people. That's my code that I live by. And I think that's brilliant. I, I love I love Kambe. I think Kambe's a fantastic character. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you brought up the, the cutting the top knot and 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 just sort of the the. I couldn't help but, you know, when he does that, 
and and because the movie the movie does you know it, it's it's not so fastly paced that you you know I felt like because of how long the movie was like it, I could openly kind of just reflect on my own about questions and things I was thinking about and so you know that happens and I'm like do we is there is there a, a even a re- remotely close U.S. equivalent of like of showing that like 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 I, here's here's who I am but that 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 be damned I'm going to do this instead like I there's just so much tradition and ritual in this movie and it just reminds me of how young and uh i i want to say traditionless and maybe that's not fair but like that our country is we don't really have have that kind of history and so there's something about watching this that just makes me it it, i could see where it could easily push people back because it's like that's different i don't understand that you know and that's a lot of ignorant people in the world today but like for me it, it like it pulls me and it makes me more interested in like what a what a what a you know ultimately a a, a, weird, a personal sacrifice that he had to make himself to to do that and and what it means about him as a person yeah absolutely Kambi's Kambi's awesome unbelievable Kambi's character great. yeah and you know it's just it's so much and you know and especially as you see all the other samurais with the top knot and him he's, he's so stark as the leader without it and that you know he's willing to buck tradition because he has to do what he has to do and that's more important to him and he's always got oh man and the the gesture ah when he keeps god when he keeps touching his head it's ah so yeah so good it stands out every single time i will say that i thought it was a little overused personally um but i i understand where it came from i understand the sentiment but i also was a little bit critical of that particular i was like you don't need to rub your head every single time, buddy. Stop it. Make a new choice. But I also think that was the choice. Like, that is what Kurosawa wanted. I mean, Mifune's character scratches himself a lot. So I think that that, that was a way to differentiate the characters, have them have a tick, you know? That one just happened to be very, very obvious to me. But I wonder if you don't know about the top knot and what it means if it's as obvious. I, I mean that that that's a good point, and and if nothing else, I'm you know you 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 obviously you'll you'll start to notice he's rubbing his head, and obviously he that he cut his hair, but that the the significance of it, I think, to your your more I don't know everyday movie viewer, yeah, it might not have the significance. Yeah. Right, because you know the the the, the villagers and everybody else, they have the. I don't, I don't know, upside down mullet? I, like, I don't know. And so, like, the samurai with the top knot is stark. I know what it's for, but I'm just trying to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's the just... shaved it's, head. Right. It's it's just so stark with it. So when he's fully shaved head, it's 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 out there. And then, um, so he agrees. And then we start meeting the team. Slowly, slowly. Um, I, I do have oh, one yeah. thing to yeah. add in there. Um so I watched the this with my husband, um, who I was like, we're going to watch this movie. And then he saw that it was like three hours and 48 minutes. And he went, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, oops, maybe we'll wait after intermission. He watched till intermission and then was out. Um, he was just like, I, I got to go to bed. I'm sorry. I can't do this right now. But um, at when when uh, when he takes the rice and he's like, oh, I will eat this rice and I will you know support you. I turned to Neil and I was like, wow. I'm getting a little bit emotional right now. And he just, without missing a beat, he goes, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt because you'd get emotional over paint drying, Brit. And I was like, yeah, that's true. I do get very emotional about mo- most movies. Um, so I thought you two would appreciate that since I cry during everything, basically, and 
definitely did during this movie as well. But called out by my husband. Well, he knows you, so... <laughs> he does. Yes, he does. Nine years of marriage. Woohoo! So, Kashirio is the first one we meet. He's the young, untested... He wants a leader. He doesn't want to be a Ronin. He wants someone. And he's looking to be a disciple. And he... He gets right into it. He doesn't know what he's getting into, but he gets into it. I, I'm glad there were seven of them. Uh, and because this movie, this movie was as long as it was, because... He annoys me. And I think that's that's meant to well, I don't want to say it's meant to be, but like I you know, I think that there's a certain part of the the untrained, the unknowing, the just kind of but like but and and you know, we don't really get a whole lot about his backstory, but the you can almost see the sense of privilege all the time. Like when he yeah. when he's just Picking the flowers. It's like, yes. y- y- this is like, you're trying, I get it. You want to be a samurai. You are here, which is saying something, but you, you're, you're, you know, you're off just kind of doing your own thing too. Uh, so I kind of, I, 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 I loved, I loved to be mad at him. I think that's the way I'll phrase it. Yeah. Because, you know, I, cause I always just looked at him versus, um, not versus is probably the wrong, but Kikuchio. And, you know, someone else who's trying to get into it, but just going forward with such, like, a blind fervor <laughs> that he's so much easier to root for. I was really annoyed with Kikuchio the first time I watched this movie. I was like, oh, God, he's just it's, too much. It's, like, that's a, that's, uh, Britt, that is a, a fucking fair point. Because there are times when... I'm so in. I'm like Mafuni just pulls me in, and I love it. And and not and you know not just in this movie, but but I mean mm. it's, uh, in in Rashomon and Throne of Blood Throne of in Blood. particular, it's Ugh. just it's just it's magnificent. I I but I I hear you. I I I hear you. It, it's it's you, you got to take the bat. You got to take the sweet with the sour with uh, it, with Kikuchiyo. It well, and it's one of those things where I think about we we watched 13 Assassins after we watched this because it's one of my favorite movies I'm always going to want to rewatch 13 Assassins for that fucking ending like oh my god it's so good uh Takashi Miike gotta love him but the the wood the the like the wood spirit man who we don't know if he's a spirit or not he's very very uh very very Kikuchio inspired like absolutely but we only get him for a small portion of the movie so he doesn't have time in 13 assassins to annoy me whereas in the seven samurai he's just there the entire time and by the end of it I'm more on I'm I'm more on Kikuchio's side but it it is a hard sell for for quite a bit um and I, I think some of that comes from the fact that the movie was originally supposed to be called six samurai and he and Mifune was originally supposed to be uh Kyuzo, he was supposed to be the the stoic swordsman, and then Kurosawa decided, like, oh, realized that it wasn't going to be interesting to just watch six sober samurai, so they added in this other character that he very, very, like, recast Mifune in very quickly and said, like, sorry, we're shooting tomorrow, but here's your new character. It wasn't tomorrow. It was more time than that. But, uh, but, and he kind of let Mifune do anything he wanted. He wanted him to disrupt 
these scenes and disrupt the movie and disrupt the acting because that's the kind of character he needed at that time. And it just, for me, was a little too much at times. See, for me... I wanted it pulled, pulled back. I loved the over-the-top insanity of him. And I, like... And like, you know, listen, there's there's his, you know, when he goes nuts about farmers and what that means. And oh, that's such a good scene. Fantastic. That, scene. that is my scene of the movie. Mine, too. Oh, that's hell yeah. by far my yeah. scene of the movie. Um, it's so fucking powerful. And he's just so chaotic. And then for him to pull that out and then watching him try to learn how to ride a horse and just that he's always the fish out of water for so long of this. He's always on the outside looking in when there's the fucking Cucuccio picking flowers, but he's more in. Um Katsuhiro, sorry. Uh, so because of that, Kikuchio, it just... Katsuhiro. Katsuhiro, yeah. Because of that, yeah. Kikuchio works for me every step of the way. Even when he's annoying, I'm rooting for him because of what he's trying to do. Like when he pulls That's out the, the fake the fake um, lineage, like just everything about him. He has a goal. He's absurdly goal-oriented with nothing but just violent focus to get him there well and then also the scene at the mill where he's holding the baby after the mother's been speared and you just said this child is me this baby is me it's now i now that's where i gotta say that that's where it loses me really i'm not gonna lie i think yeah and i think it's 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 like the one time i feel like the movie spoon feeds an idea to you this baby is me i was like just look at the like just have a moment with the kid like i think we would have put that together but then it's like nah just say it i'm like ah no it's weird for me it felt like it it actually took the air out of the scene for him to say what felt like such an obvious line yeah that's fair i do feel like it's maybe the first time mifune is honest with everybody um other than when he's yelling at them about farmers and, and samurai, which is just brilliant and like a, such an incredible scene. But I, I felt like it was maybe the first time he admitted to any of them, like where he came from, really. You know, the rest was conjecture, was what they assumed. But he he really did, like, I don't know, he really couldn't, like, allowed them in, maybe. But I can, I can totally see where you're coming from. And, and, you know, he's not the stoic guy. He's the over you know he's the the gregarious doesn't shut up guy who has to kind of put it all out there so that like if kyozo did that like i yeah absolute failure doesn't make sense but with him i just think that character really worked for me so um like i see what you're saying but it it just worked for, for for me and where he was going with it because i just i just think it all fits in just this absurdly all over the place human being yeah. Oh, I think Buffoni said that this was the character that was closest to his actual personality and how he is. So I don't want to hang out with him in real life, life. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. So I don't want to hang out with him in real life, but I'd like watching him on screen. No. <laughs> well, he's dead, so well, you can't anyways, but Well, that... have I have either of you seen High and Low? No. No. It's a, it's another Kurosawa film. Um and it's Mafune's the lead and he plays like a a fairly fairly well-to-do well-off businessman who's uh who he believes his son has been kidnapped and he's being ransomed 
oh, I want to see this one. That's oh, um, interesting. Uh, but then, and then there's there's a twist, and there's kind of another twist. But it's not. It's of if the Mifune you know is from Rashomon and this and Throne of Blood. This is a he's in a suit. It's it's a it's contemporary for when it was made, and it's it's a it's very much more restrained. It, it's it's a great yin to yang with like it's just like oh, oh cool. look at this other side of of Mifune. It's it's great. I I would check it out. It's good. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that that sounds great. I I've never seen that one, but it's Kurosawa, so it's worth checking out at the least, right? Mm-hmm. I agree. So the next one to join or join we're out of order, but Groby joins. I like that he purely joins because Kanbai's a good guy. And he's like, Yeah, no, I know it's just it's food and a little shitty rice, but yeah, you, I like you. Your character is bringing me in. I mean, I joined for Kanbai. Like, sure, yeah, I'll come and I'll come and help, man. You're the coolest, so why not? I'll I'll follow you into battle. Now, is it is it Garobe or um, Shichiroji who who uh, doesn't walk through the door? Ooh, I think it's Garobe. Is okay, it? That, that, I I thought I thought so. I thought so. Yeah, um, which is again one of those like. There's 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 so many of those just great little moments that are just like, yeah, of course, of course, we got to have like a testing of these samurai or like finding why they, you know, why what they're going to bring to the table. Yeah. And it's, it, you know, it's such an easy way of kind of showing where they're all coming from. Like Garobe sees things ahead where, you know, it's just learning where they come from. Because what do they say? Like a samurai wouldn't get hit. Right. Like that. Think. Yeah. I did find the beginning of this movie with the introduction of the samurais to be too long um it was something that actually took me out of it for a bit once we got to the village i was in it i wanted to see what was going to happen but i felt like we've spent way too much time away from the village at the beginning it was and i i've I've read a lot of reviews I've listened to a lot of people talk about this movie and everybody says that, you know, like, oh, it's a three hour and 40 minute movie and you don't feel a second of it. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think I agree with that. You absolutely do feel every second of being like getting these samurai. Is it are they great scenes? Absolutely. Do I think they could have been cut down? Yeah, I actually do think they could have been cut down just because it, it we're away from the village too much at that point. But I can also understand why people like it. Like, I. I'm not saying it's bad. I just think that it it um I think it rested a little too much in in those scenes. I could have used like four more minutes of them recruiting Kyozo. Oh no. Uh, I couldn't. Britt, do you want to know who uh who shares some of that uh, opinion with you is our good friend Bosley Crowther of oh, the Bosley. New York Times. Uh and I won't read his whole review, but um the 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 part and I, I highlighted this even before uh, we started because I figured it was going to come up is um uh, there are things about the picture to question and criticize it is much too long for comfort or for the story it has to tell the director is annoyingly repetitious he shows so many shots of horses feet tromping in the mud in the course of battle that you wonder if those horses have heads what a line <laughs> what a line from our our good Bosley Crowther. That's like my favorite line he's ever written. I'm so happy. <laughs> but no, I I think that that has merit though. I do think that there are that <clears throat> some of the shots are repetitive and there's we we waste time that we could be spending on other things in places like getting all the samurai that just goes too far. It's too much. 
I don't know. <laughs> Kyozo dropping more dudes with swords. <laughs> Four more minutes. Four more minutes. I would have been thrilled. Like one more square up in the field. with every, And just watching. I, to be honest, that's one of uh, my favorite Katsushiro scenes. Just watching him watch that. Oh, that's that's true. That that and yeah. well, and there's a oh man, there is a there is a relationship between uh, Kyozo and Katsushiro that does not get explored. That and that that kind of not spelling everything out. I don't know what exactly it is, but there's a something. There's a something that's an unspoken thing, and I I'm all I'm here for it. Whatever I, it is. Yeah, I loved that. I wish we'd explored that, but they went other directions, and you know it's 1954, so. Yeah, but I, I love that they kept bringing us back to that connection and how much you wanted to pay attention to it. You know, starting with the flowers. Well, with the first scene, and then just just picking flowers on a lovely day while the rest of your team is scouting a village to protect them. Well, he's he's from the samurai class and this is his first time. Well, like technically at this time it was easier for commoners to become samurai because there weren't enough samurai, so they very often were enlisted and recruited into being in warfare, but basically around this time, it became impossible. The caste system was created and um, implemented, so it was impossible for people to to go from being a commoner to a samurai or vice versa. So he has lived in luxury, luxury, in quotations, everybody, um, his whole life. He hasn't had to do this um, because a lot of the samurai, uh, one thing I found in my research is that most of the time they didn't have that much to do, um, especially if you were from a lower, like a lower class samurai family. Maybe you had three months of doing something and then for the rest of the year, you didn't know what to do. A lot of people ended up going to Edo and studying philosophy and poetry and painting because they had nothing better to do. So I bet he was one of those guys that just... I bet he knows so much about philosophy. He is able to write some incredible poems, but he, you know, he hasn't had to do this before. This is him like proving himself right at the end of the uh, Sengoku period, which is a civil war. His 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 philosophy got him, you know, connected him with Shino. Oh, Shino! Fucking. What a what a what a dad Manzo is. Manzo sucks. Yeah. Yeah, not a not a big fan. Not 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 drafting him for anything. Uh, Man, if I'm in that village, I'm trading Manzo to the bandits. Well, I think it's like it's it's a pretty like it's something that people to this day still um, still talk about and still like people give their daughters purity rings, which I find really, really distressing and really gross. And, um, you know, say things like keep sweet uh, and try to to um, preserve again in quotations for everybody, preserve their their purity and, and keep them from experiencing life. And it's it's a weird thing. It's it's gross. And I don't enjoy watching it in movies. Um, I understand that this was a different time. Absolutely. And I understand why they put it in this movie. I think that it was a, I think it's a really interesting plot point. I wish more people stood up against them. 
when uh, especially when he's beating his daughter for spending the last night she might be alive with the person who makes her happiest at that time. Um, maybe even like, he doesn't make her happiness. Maybe she just wants to feel something for a bit. And that's absolutely fine, too. And if you're probably going to die the next if it's like, hey, guys, we're going to die the next day. Like, you know what? You do you yeah. before. Like, yeah. Fucking... Well, it, and so two, two things about that. One, who, who, who stands up? The Our boy Kambe. Well, Kambe specifically Kambe. does. Kambe. Yeah, my man, um, Kambe. But and and what and then but what I think the the great thing that this brings up and and what I kept reading and what I kept kind of discovering is that you know there's this there's this rift in the in the the farmers right there's there's part of them that really wants to, the samurai to come and help protect them and then there's the others that are like no we can't have them come they're gonna they're gonna disrupt we can't trust them and it's gonna be a thing. When, and then, and, and because it's these poor, you know, the way, you know, these poor lowly farmers going to get these big, brave samurai, we, you know, we instantly kind of put them into the farmers into the, oh, well, they're, you know, they're distressed, they're emotional, they, you know, but really at the end of the day, what, what we're getting at is that uh, whether you're samurai or bandit or farmer, nobody is perfect. And that like these farmers are clearly flawed as well. We get that in the scene, obviously with Manzo and, and Shino, we get it when we find out that they have the, the, the cache of samurai weapons and yeah. armor and, and everything. And, and so um, one of the things I read is that ultimately there's no consensus as to what this movie is a, about like thematically. And I think that's kind of why I like it is that, it it gives me more questions than answers, and I think I like that. Yeah. That that the how do you, how do you phrase it right? That that the farmers aren't necessarily innocent, no. nor oh, um, no. nor are yeah yeah yeah. You know, no, no, the, like the sam the farmers aren't put on this like as these like idealistic country folk. Like there's they're real people who do what they need to do to survive. The samurai come in. They're you know seven different people. They're all you know. For different reasons so you know there's so much of it because it's not this heavy-handed bashing against um tradition but it's saying like maybe let's look at traditions it's not this heavy-handed like oh we have to move forward but saying let's move forward a little bit like it's all these different things so it it kind of becomes what you take from it well and i do find it really interesting um that at the when i was watching it what i wanted to explore um, because I had so many questions about what this time period was actually like for people because it's so pointed with people not trusting the samurai with people not trusting farmers with the fact that farmers were looting the bodies of dead samurai that um, the samurai were not and and it's this is a very fascinating time period and what I think is so interesting is that they this was coming off of a 150 year civil war so these people had probably lived through like they're they, all they knew was war these farmers so all they had was was themselves they had this this town and that was it and people were constantly coming through to steal their grain steal their rice and when they when a samurai were to come through the only thing they could do was loot the body because they had to protect themselves and protect their own because if they didn't if they if they let them get away more were going to come anyways because again during this time it's just war and chaos. There is bloodshed everywhere. It's, yeah, man. 
I did a lot of research into this, and I won't go into it because this isn't a history podcast. I already told uh, I already told Adam that I wasn't going to do that. But this is this time period for all of them was probably really intense, and you could not trust anybody because it was it was it was difficult to survive. It was just bloodshed and chaos. And 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 yeah, and that so that that moral ambiguity that that um, that Kikuchio rant that we get. It really puts everything in, into perspective, and I think at least from the at least from the samurai perspective, after that moment, they they have a better idea of, of who who they're protecting, like who they're helping. I, I I don't think it goes. It doesn't. I don't think it seeps through all of the the people who live in the village so much, unfortunately. But I think that there are seven samurai. I think have a way better understanding of what like the, there's a real like what would we have done in that situation, you know? Yeah. Because like sure pillaging a dead body that's not great but for all Brittany all those reasons that you just said about like if we didn't what the repercussions would have been it it's 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 civil war it's the times we live in we we don't really have a defense system this is what we got to do and they're and, not allowed to have a defense system at this point um I think in it was 1588 the new shogun whose name was let me find it uh uh Toyotomi Hideyoshi, who was a commoner and became a samurai uh, and then became the shogun, uh, he actually, after he enacted like the feudal caste system in Japan in 1588, so after this movie, but um, he actually had troops go door to door in villages and remove swords from everybody's households because only samurai were allowed to have weapons of protection. So he took swords away. Um, they couldn't have spears. They, they weren't allowed to protect themselves because he realized as a commoner who came from the common caste and, and up to the samurai caste that they were going to try to rise up. So they were trying to squash him back down into the into the caste system. And uh, you can kind of see where that's laid into this movie, how they like they they can't protect themselves. They, they need somebody else to come in. So that I'll get off the history horse now. But but I do think it's pretty cool how he is he's peppered these ideas through that you can actually find some historical like evidence for even though this is not a historically accurate movie no but no no question sorry oh yeah there you go i was just gonna make a joke about the history horse does the horse have a head or is it just the legs (laughs) it's just the legs for sure it's it's just the feet it's just the hooves in in some dirt squelching around Um, because we don't actually know what the history was. Oh, wait, did, did, did any of you catch? So I watched one of the special features of the movie and, um, they were talking about back then they only had four audio tracks, um, and that, uh, two of the tracks had to be dedicated for dialogue so that they really only had two tracks for any kind of music or sound. And anyway, this guy was going talking about the horses and that the only way you get a horse to winnie like that is when they are in heat. And so Ooh. they were they were recording horses like that's it's not the horses on the day weren't making that sound because they weren't making sound at all. Yeah. <laughs> but you had to record that's... horses. Horses who wanted to fuck. Those are the sounds we're hearing in the movie. Lovely. <laughs> Great. So the horses that they decided to, to like kill were um, in the movie so that they could, you know, pull the rope and they'd break their legs. Well, then... that's no good. That's. Yeah, that's... But that's what happens. That's what they used to do at this time. Yeah. They, they sure did. Yeah. God, yeah I, that I'm is good a at bringing thing things down. That 
But yeah, maybe that's why Kikuchio was so bad at horses. He was really just an OG animal rights lover. Maybe. Maybe. He also liked the idea of, of animals. Loved the idea of animals. He actually exactly. he had a fake lineage and a plush horse in his gear. And he's a plus Shiba Inu, probably. He's only, he's only 13, so... He's only 13 years old. I love that he asks for a new name, and they're just like, eh, keep Kikuchio. So, the great thing about the name uh, Kikuchio, it means like a thousand chrysanthemums, and it's actually <coughs> like a child's name. Like, it is a, a person, a, a boy who has not yet become a man. It's something. It, it means something like that. I yeah. didn't write it down. No, that, I didn't. that's definitely close. I yeah. read that too. <laughs> when he was like, "I don't even remember my name. What? Just give me something else." They're like, "Ah, that's fine, dude." Like, what? A- <laughs> well, but the no name in like a samurai movie is like the, the no name hero is a pretty common trope. So, I wonder where that came from. I mean, he's not no name. His name is Kikuchio, but he was technically a no name. Yeah, and you know, because, you know, this movie he. Originally, he wanted this after actual samurai in from history, and then he realized it was way more interesting to make him up. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, and I think good call. Well, and Kurosawa. then you're not. I, I I totally agree, and there's nothing wrong with a, a movie set in a. I I, I can't even think. Oh, like okay, well maybe this is a weird one, but like glory, right? This 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 actual group of men they existed and and like now what exactly happened we don't know but they, they there but like there's i love i love a sort of a piece of historical fiction right like I the love. time I, I think that's great it, and it, there's so much more liberties that you could take as a, as a creator exactly exactly you have so many more opportunities to explore that world so i say historical fiction writers out there keep going keep doing the good work because i'm here for it yeah and just people people just give you more opportunity to let themselves enjoy what you're making instead of holding you to yeah. you know probably very flawed boring person involved in a specific thing for a short period of time yeah it's so true so i i you know i i like the choices that he made there and um because i i it was like you said it was six samurai then it was seven because you know you just have this 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 ball of energy out there so you know, if he had committed to that this was all going to be historically accurate now you can't just do that now you might have someone miscast or hold things up. A wide variety of things could have gone wrong at that point. Yeah. And also, so, like, oh. sorry, I was just going to say, also historically, samurai weren't especially, like, he got a lot of flack in Japan for how samurai were portrayed in this movie because they weren't seen as particularly honorable and they were kind of seen as... as not great. I'm going to be honest. The history of samurai is not great. Uh, and I l- thought it was interesting that Kurosawa came from a, a family, like a samurai lineage, and he wanted to apologize and to kind of show a better side of samurai, which I find really interesting. It's interesting because as much as we, you know, kind of trashed all over Manzo for being the worst, he did point that out in the kind of the issues with samurai. And when the samurai first get to the village, they, everybody runs and hides. They're scared of them. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the great protectors are, are just are feared of. So, you know, it, it show, it's right there. Yeah. 
Well, and then and it's not like they don't. I mean, at least I, I will say for at least <laughs> Kikuchio, uh, it, uh, I'll cut three times your share in return. We'll get nice and friendly. <laughs> like, oh, whoa. I mean, Kikuchio, okay. the first time he sees women is not a great reaction. If, if, if his eyes literally could have come out of his head, I think they would have. They absolutely would have. Yes, it was... It was. I was like, "Oh no, oh no! Don't do, don't prove these people right." It's like, "Ah, oh, Kukuchio, you're gonna do something bad." Oh, Kukuchio! Sometimes you're great, and other times you're just so cringe. And like, I it was funny. I know I clearly know that he's not 13, but when he said that line, I'm like, "That's a 13 year old line. That's just yeah, yeah. like like." Like that's like the verse of like I'll do all of your homework and in return we'll get nice and friendly like <laughs> that just seems like something a high schooler would say or oh, a third yeah. like, just like oof no thank you <laughs> so I, I there think, was I will say oh just no, the levity no. I, I I just I was happy that there were moments of levity in the yeah. movie it like, needed like it. I'm thank God the hound dog like. I call him a hound dog in my notes. That's why I wrote that. Um, but like, <laughs> like it, it didn't, it never, it didn't get creepy, right? Like obviously that's not a great thing to say, but like we had that, we had him not being able to get on the horse, right? There's, that was there great. are some, yeah, there's, we, we truly needed it. My, um, I, I, that's actually something that I had in my notes as well. I loved the levity throughout the film. It was necessary. Uh, and, and of, uh, of course, Kikuchio is basically the one who gives it to us. So it, I do like Cuccio most of the time. Just sometimes he's a little too much. I just gonna say it again. But especially when they're um, when they're riding out with, uh, I believe it's Richia Richiko. Sorry, let me look down. I want to make sure. Uh, Rikichi. Rikichi. When they are riding out with Rikichi to go to where um, where the hideout is for the bandits. the bandits, and you see the three of them going, and then the little horse is just tottering along, and that whole scene was so much fun, and I loved it. And then I went, "Oh no, something bad's about to happen," because we're getting a really nice, fun, fun scene, uh, and then all hell breaks loose, uh, basically. But yeah, you, you you never expect someone to set them get set on fire. The story behind that was uh, was interesting. Did you did you hear about that? Yeah, you can you please oh, tell well, us though. Yeah, I don't think just, it's interesting. Well, if we that, all disagree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know that story. We will talk like, about it, but it's really Google cool, it, isn't it, guys? Uh, yeah, we'll just cut it at this point, and everybody can pretend. <laughs> well, I, just that like they needed they you know they needed on set they needed firefighters, which good for them obviously. That that's yeah. great. You know things were pretty wild and crazy back in the 50s but hey you gotta have them on set but like what were like weren't they just like casually throwing more gasoline on and on throughout the day yeah and then that thing that thing went up i got hot watching it it was huge i will say i think that it is a this movie if you want to watch a movie that proves why you should build your freaking sets it's this film like god those sets were incredible Mm it just I know that we can make so many things with with CG now, but maybe let's not and let's build sets. <laughs> let's build spaces for actors to live in instead of making them uh, act against a tennis ball. But you know, and I I know I I made fun of Rikichi earlier for um 
you know, he, he loses things. But him and his wife in that scene were fantastic. His reactions were so... It's, it's someone who has just building up this rage and desperation and grief, not knowing. And for him to see her and then lose her in such the manner is so heartbreaking for this character that I wasn't rooting for up until this point. But oh, I'm gonna, he, he, he's, I loved him. He's my unsung hero. I was just about to say, I almost changed him to my unsung hero when, when you said he lost his wife. <laughs> Hot-headed loser of wives. <laughs> loser of wives, yeah, I did almost change it, but I, st- I kept my, mine because I love him. But that's a good unsung hero. Great job. Yeah, it's a really good unsung hero. (laughs) Well, he's very important to everything going on. And he's but that scene, it's I I literally I took a break after it. I was like, I need a second. And I don't do that. There's very few movies I've done that with. And that scene, I was like, I, I just I need to walk around the room quick. Well, and it's, I love I, I love where he ends up like at the very like the very 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 end, and he's 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 got the um the drum, and he's kind of he's like leading them now. He's he's really stepped beyond what's going on, and and the the group of villagers and farmers they're moving on, and he's assumed. I mean, I you know again that's not spelled out, but he's seemingly assumed some kind of leadership 100%. position in my mind, and like I just love that he's. He's he's joyous and he's leading them and and it's obviously a great juxtaposition to what's happening with the samurai, which I'm not trying Wonderful. to there yet. But um, but yeah, Rikichi in that moment, I oh yeah, I, I he's great. I loved him throughout. I loved Rikichi and um, my unsung hero is actually uh, Hayachi, um, Aihachi. No way, he's mine. Really? Yeah, the flag oh, maker. He him. was the motivator. <laughs> He's the motivator. He like every single time he was on screen, I was in it. I loved it. And when he died, I was yeah. so upset. Oh man. I, I worried was, when I went through the samurai that I oversold my hand on him, but he's he's the morale guy of the team. You need him. Losing him. And then fucking Kuchi Kukichio just being so smart and getting the flag. My God. You know, he is That was my favorite scene. That's that's a good moment. It's a his, great that scene. was my favorite scene when his funeral, when everybody's so upset and and Kikuchio tells uh, Rikichi to stop crying, but it's really I think Mifune talking to himself and telling yeah. himself to 100%. stop crying. And then he grabs that flag and he brings it up to the top of that freaking house. God, it's really powerful. And it was at that moment where I was like, I do like this movie. I really, really do like this movie. Because um, I, I had I had a tough time with this one. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I watched four Kurosawa movies. I watched this. I watched Rashomon. I watched, watched the... Um, the last, the last fortress. I have it in there. The, hidden the, fortress. Hid, that's it. I was like, it's not the last fortress. It's the hidden fortress and Throne of Blood. And Throne of Blood was my absolute favorite, hands down. I it's it is one of my top movies at this point, and um and so I was like, God, I really didn't like Seven Samurai as much as I think I should have. So I should watch it again, and I did, and I liked it more the second time. But it's not my favorite movie. Um. But man, that scene turns it over every time for me. At that point, I'm like, I'm in it. I want to see this happen. Let's get into this final battle. And it works for me after that. Well, we, I should say really quick. Um, so uh, Kurosawa has six films in the book. Uh, Rashomon, which uh, I did with Ian kind of early on, uh, Seven Samurai. And uh, it's also Ikaru, Throne of Blood, Ron. And then 
one that I still haven't seen, I know nothing about, called Dursu Uzala, which came out in ooh, 1974. Ooh, actually, yeah, I really want to see that movie. That. It looks really yeah. fascinating. I've seen the but rest that, of the them, but I haven't the seen most, that. Yeah. yeah, most off my radar. But um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, he's he, Kurosawa's in the book, and uh, I, I just have to say because we haven't really talked too much about him and uh, the f- the way in which he frames groups of actors and shots. Every time that it's like all either six or seven samurai in a room, they're placed so well that like like in you, you mentioned this earlier with the group shots, but specifically when it's the samurai in a room, you can check out any single one of them and know what's what exactly is going on. It's and and like because I, I I you know Rashomon and, and Throne of Blood I I rewatched and like the the camera work is great there too, but but. You know, like the the framing of three or four people in Rashomon when they're under the when they're out of the rain yeah. versus like seven people in a small room, it it just feel and it but and to make it feel natural too. The, yeah. Like not everybody's sitting in a circle; people are facing off and doing their people own thing. People are I living. Just, br- brilliant. It's in, and I feel like one of the most interesting things about his shots, um, and it's something that I noticed when I was rewatching Thirteen Assassins, because it's so still. There are so many moments where people are just like staring at each other and talking, which is fine. Like you can do that, but in this movie, there was a, there was a lot of action happening in the background. Whether it was somebody putting rice into bowls for people, or even just flames and, and fire, and and like. Or, or smoke happening behind them. There was always some type of movement, which I found really interesting. Um, it did give like a life to the scenes. And everybody seemed placed in a way that felt naturalistic, especially in the samurai scenes. It felt naturalistic, but also in their places where they should be. Like um, the the young samurai who's, you know, who who's never quite a part of it. He's usually off in some way, like he's up to show both his status, that he's a little bit higher status than other people, and also that he's not quite in the group yet. You know, like it, it, the placement was so particular, but it was, it worked really well. And it showcased, again, showing, not telling. And I feel like this is just kind of a masterclass in showing, not telling. Yeah, and that's something I just, I taught... I, I just appreciate so much because I, I don't want to be treated like an idiot when I'm spending... If I'm spending three and a half hours with you, I don't want to be treated like a dumbass. <laughs> and then this becomes really rewarding because of that. Because exactly, like Adam, you nailed it. Like, they're all not just looking at one thing. They're all doing different things. So now you watch it. You're not... Now you pay more attention over here or over there. And it's like, oh, and then it kind of... Because this movie's... There's so many bookends to this movie, right? The first time into the village, the villages all run... The last time we're in the village, they're all running towards to defend. Like, there's just so much. Everything kind of has this symmetry that, um, you know, it, it's it's all earned. And it's so much of the shots. Yeah. Um, so, I want to give my favorite quote. Um, so, Kuki- it's Kukichio, because I love him. He's wearing his, um, no, he's, he's Winnie the Poohing samurai armor, and he's setting up his five swords in the dirt. It's the, it's the last day, and uh, Shijirio says, Kukichio, what on earth are you doing? And he says, I can't kill a lot with one sword. He takes one sword out and goes, and it's just all I love about the Kukichio character in one, just that he's going to do it, he's so brazen, but he's still entertaining, 
I love the fact that he carries an Odachi, which is basically a great sword that was used specifically to take down horses because it's so cumbersome uh, instead of a katana. It's like, it, I, I believe Mifune was 5'8", maybe 5'9", and that is a five-foot sword. You cannot get that out quickly. Um, it just, I, I thought that was such an interesting choice for him because he's not a samurai. He is, he was not even elevated. And I think that, that um, Aichi was probably like an elevated commoner. That's why his swordsman skill, like his swordsmanship isn't that great because he, he didn't grow up with it like the others did. He probably was a commoner who was like on retainer with, uh, with one of the, the clans around, you know, which I think is, again, such an interesting part of this movie. Like, oh, they, they put something like that in. It's not spoken, like it's not in the film, but it's what I think happens. So we're going to go with it. Um, but but that's not Kikuchio. Kikuchio found that sword. He pilfered that sword and he is using it, even if it's not necessarily the greatest tactic to use. Like it, it's not the best sword to use but in that situation. Even the way he carries it on his shoulder. Right. Like it's just it's so, it's, oh, it, it's such no a reverence. showy. It's such a showiness. It's, it's not about there's no respect to it. I think. His, no, not at all, though. An Odachi could apparently just like take a katana out in one hit. But if you missed, it took a while to get that wind up back. So don't miss um, with that. My, my second favorite quote of Kikuchio is when he goes, you fool, damn you. You call yourself a horse for shame. Hey, wait, please. I apologize. Forgive me while he's running, uh, you know, balance. I fucking love that character so much. I just, mm-hmm. I, he brought so much yeah. to this film. Kambe is clearly the guy, but Kikuchio is so needed. I mean, is it Kambe's story? Is it Kikuchio's story? Do we have a lead character in this? I, don't th- I think it's everyone's, and I think that's why it works. Because I think they're all I coming mean, for I... different reasons. One of the lines I like, um, and I, I might I might have typed it up not exactly right, but I, I think there it's when we first... Um, uh, we first uh, get a glimpse of um, I don't want to get it right here uh, Katsushiro um, and, and he, he hasn't quite been accepted yet by Kambe and uh, uh, Kambe says something to the extent of uh, yeah I, uh, basically uh, kids will work hard wow god damn it I really want to get this right and now I, I know what through. line you're talking about though yeah Take the time to find it. We're good. I just Is it the had one it. where he's like, kids will work harder if you treat them like adults? Yeah. yeah but 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 there, there's a but, though. There's a... Yeah. Um, there's a, there's like a nail in the coffin with that one. It's... it's uh, can, that's a good one, too, but I didn't write it down for some reason. Kids work... Kids will work harder than adults, but only if you treat them like adults. That was the line. Okay. Oh boy! Hope that was worth it. I hope it's a that great was. line. Absolutely. I think it was <laughs> payoff met. Thanks, Joey. I needed that. I I really needed that. <laughs> um, I, no, oh, go please go ahead. I, I oh yeah, no problem. Um, I didn't write down my favorite line, but my favorite line was um, my main man Kombe. Uh, just love him, love him. Uh, when he is saying that uh. That like, you know, you want this honor or whatever you're going to work and you're going to do do everything to 
get get this honor, whatever. But then he says, and then you're going to grow old and you're going to realize your parents are dead and your life has passed you by. And what do you have to show for it? And it hit me a little too hard. I was like, oh, speaking to my soul. Am I an old samurai man? Is that is that my my inner peace right now? Is that how I feel in my life? Um, but I thought it was really poignant and especially coming from the period that he came from where he probably was just in a bunch of civil wars for years and years and years and years and everybody around him died and he somehow survived. Um, it hit me really hard and I was like, oh, he never had a chance for to have a family. He never had a chance to just be a person. He was always just living by a code of honor and he's never been given the opportunity to do anything other than this. And now he realizes that he can't and he doesn't want that for other people. And I thought that was really interesting. He gave us a lot into into Kombe. Beautiful soul that he is. <laughs> Looking out for everybody and that's, you know, there's, there's just so much to him. I wish I had that like calm stoicness. Oh boy, I certainly do not. No, I do not. Yeah, I feel like to be perfectly honest, I'm far more of a Cucuccio than anything <laughs> else in this movie. Like, I am a chaotic mess. <laughs> I think I like to pretend that I'm a Hayahachi, but no, nah, I don't. I don't really know if I, I could. I could pull that off. I don't yeah. know if I, I have enough no, morale. You know what, Adam? I'm going to give that to you. You can. <laughs> you can be a Hayahachi. <laughs> I'm gonna um, s- yeah, I'm gonna oh, no, s- who are you going to say? Yeah. No, I'm Garobe, and I'm not taking questions oh. on that. That's who I am, and we no, are moving to the Garobe next point. Garobe is great. I agree. <laughs> Do you think that you would be a really skilled like archer as well? Oh, I'm actually I'm I'm, I'm quite dope with a bow and arrow. Oh. Are you really? That is so cool. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a. I don't know why. That is incredible. Did you know that originally samurai? Oh no, because I'm going to go into my history corner again. Samurai were um, were archers. They were not uh, sword users uh, when they originally started because it was far harder to learn how to um, use a bow and arrow. And then they realized that they could learn more if they u- learned how to use a katana. So that's what they went with um, after that. And then they had guns. So. Oh, I'm so I the 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 muskets, yeah, the three oh. the three deaths all coming from the musket. Which is interesting to me because the muskets like at that time they were um they were like uh f- oh god, matchbox matchbox guns. I don't I just forgot the name and I have it written down, but I'm not gonna be able to find it. Um they they are not reliable whatsoever and they're incredibly difficult at this time to reload. So so the fact that three of them died from highly unreliable guns is pretty awesome. Like, that's that's incredible. Um, but they also were the reason why, um, why the first of the great unifiers actually won. Because he, um, his name was uh, Oda, uh, Oda Nobuaga, I believe. Yeah, uh, Nobunaga. Oda Nobunaga uh, Naga met, uh, he actually had like 500 guns commissioned and he used them and he came up with like the, th- he didn't come up with, well, he might have come up with the three volley s- system where he had like guns go first, then arrows, then shock put basically um, so that they could reload on time. So this at the time was something that people used a lot. And these, so, so it was like accurate. 
yeah, historically accurate, but I was not expecting it. It really when they were like, yeah. oh, oh. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you know, but these bandits, you know, and I, I like that the 40 bandits had three, right? They were just collecting things and using everything to their advantage. Yeah, just like they were collecting that samurai armor that they all wore. Yeah, exactly. Wait, so so you guys like Kikuchio's samurai? Love it. Yeah. Right. Love it. I think it's iconic. Yeah. He looked badass. We're, we're talking about when he's all mostly... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Well. It, so. So. Two things about that. One. I. So. My. My absolute favorite shot of the movie. There's. It. it there's not like a oneer, but it's kind of a oneer. Is when, uh, the the bandits are coming from one side, and. Kikucho does like this like pompous ass walk out, yes, great and then walk. he turns around and he slaps his ass, and then they the gunfire and he gets ah and he runs. And the camera tracks him, and he goes up the bridge, and, and the camera, it's a really smooth shot. He does it again, and they fire, and he's like, that is, am-. so first of all, it's just amazing. It's iconic. I love that shot. Great shot. But then the other thing, and like, I, I doubt this is what they were going for, but it's what connected with me was like, look at the guy. Well, and I, I you know, it, it should be told that this movie uh, was a bit over schedule and that they were filming this in the fucking freezing cold. Yep, yep. Brutal. So people there, lost toenails. There's both a a like storytelling aspect of like, look at the guy who's out here in that. He, like he's he's got he's he's brave. Look or like he, or look at this right. And then there's just the like, whoa, dude, that you get you just get brownie points because that's that's was fucking freezing out there. I can't even imagine that. Like, the fact that they were supposed to film in the summer, which is pretty hot in Japan. Summers are are sweltering. So that would have been difficult just because it's hot. But but the fact that they were filming when it was freezing and they were in these period clothing, uh, like the... My unsung hero was almost the costumer because even in black and white, those are such particular costumes. They are so unique and so fantastic for ev- everybody. It's it's awesome to look at, and you know who you're looking at based on their costume. It's just it it says so much. But in these period costumes, that they're freezing, and and Kurosawa was like, "Oh, that's okay. I'm going to stand in the mud with you," and and like lost his toenails because he decided uh, the the as he was called, the emperor decided to stand in the mud. He lost his toenails. Which I guess good for him. <laughs> he should lose his toenails at that point if you're making your actors work under those conditions. Hey, if you're getting... Wouldn't do anything that he wouldn't ask them to do. I think he would, though. 100%. Like, honestly, I think, I think Kurosawa would ask people to do things that he wouldn't do himself. Yeah, but listen, you know, there, there's something to be said for the loyalty he has from these guys, though, because how many of them were movie to movie with him? He mostly had loyalty and then he'd drop them like he he used people a lot and then he would drop them very quickly. And even like even Mifune, he they got into a big fight and they did not reconcile for years. That's true. Uh, in Ebert's uh, long review, though, he said for uh, in 18 years, he had either Takashi Shimura or Mishir, uh, Toshiro Mifune in one of in, in a film or both of them. So, I mean, it, uh, yeah, and uh, that that's that's 
that's great. I, I do like that kind of stuff. I, I'm usually of one of two minds because it's like I think when it's a few people and it's like it's that like one or two that you trust, I think it's great. And then you have like Wes Anderson That's who's too like, much. I've just taken all of you. You're always in my like I don't I don't like that. But like your stalwarts, the the people that yeah. you fall on, I'm like, yeah. You're, That's it's fine. the foundation. Yes. I mean, and also there's there's acting companies that use the same couple of actors every single show. That's fine. I'm okay with that. It's when, like Wes Anderson, when you just use the exact same people for every single thing that I get a little bit bored. But also with Wes Anderson, I think he uses the exact same people and gives them the exact same roles and, and there's nothing interesting or new to look at. Whereas I think that with Kurosawa, there was always a different take like it was always a different type of character and you got some really interesting interesting um performances like I didn't enjoy Rashomon but I loved the performances in it I thought that it was fantastic I had a lot of issues with like the story and with um you know certain aspects of it that are very culturally relevant uh but for me just didn't hit home but i thought that it was incredible to see all these performers that i'd watched in seven samurai in rashomon and and just kill it you know that that was very fun for me and and i like the fact that kurosawa did utilize people that he um that he obviously trusted he knew you know get out of vision um i don't know i (laughs) it's so funny so my favorite shot of the movie is um, when Kukichio is laying on the graves of those who died before the final fight. I just think that's just, yeah. it's so stark and though just the way it's framed, I think is fucking, it's, it says a lot in the way they approach him and then, you know, his whole character after that. So I, I love that shot so much. I think he has the best character arc of anybody in this movie. I, for sure. I, I, I don't, I mean, I think if, if the character was better written, you could almost, you could almost say Katsushiro, but, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's Kikuchiyo by quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think so. I think they probably wanted it. I don't know. I, it's probably an early version where it is, Kat, they wanted it to be Kichiro, but I think just Kukuchiro just takes it. I will say that I did in, I did like the um, the relationship between Shino and Katsuhiro. I thought that it was really interesting, and um, I enjoyed where it went, and the fact that they didn't end up the together, last scene which, with them. It, it's it's beautiful. Um, actually, my favorite shot is the two of them in the flowers uh, where they're both like separated. And I was like, wow, Kurosawa, you can set up a goddamn shot. This is beautiful. You know, um, I, I really liked that. I also thought, man, maybe we should be teaching safe sex to people so that she doesn't think that the only thing she can do is lie there and wait for somebody to come to her come at her uh that made me really uncomfortable (laughs) but uh but but I did enjoy like how that relationship progressed and how when they did end up um meeting together and deciding to consummate this 
infatuation. I don't even want to say it's love. Like it, it's infatuation. They're just infatuated with each other, which is fine. Trauma bonding. That. People Good for you. have enjoy that infatuation. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, I thought it was so interesting that it was like they came together at that moment and made the decision together and both wanted that. Whereas if it had happened in the flowers, it would have been a little bit um, suspect, right? Um, yeah. I just thought that they did a, a good job of showing that that progression and also the 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 caste system and the issues between their uh, where they both stood as her as a farmer and him as a samurai. So, well, and and yeah, the 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 pretty constant juxtaposition of of all of these things. I mean, and it's not just the that that shot of them at the end being separate, like being separated, but. The like the jubilant nature of them like planting the for like the the crops for the next season versus the three samurai and the mound of the, the the you know their fallen brethren and just like the two and we're dealing with both we're yeah. dealing with both of these things at the same time and then I mean and I you know I I don't know if it would I I don't know if it is iconic but the you know in the end we lost this battle too what just a great what a just a great last line to oh it's beautiful to go out on yeah day one we lost this battle too it's a really just what a way to end it well and i think it just shows the juxtaposition that there can be happiness and sadness at the same time you can win something and lose it at the same time they don't have to be separated you can be you you can feel sad when things are happy right and what you want out of a situation can be different yeah like what the farmers and the samurai wanted were different things do you think that Katsuhiro would have stayed if Shino asked him to? No. I think uh, I think he would have tried to take make, take her with him. Make her a concubine or something. Because something. No, no, I'm not yeah. even saying anything like that. I'm just saying... Oh, like, no, she, that's the only thing that she could have been. No, but I'm she just saying... like I'm not a concubine. Right, but if she was like, oh, stay, I think he would have been like, no, come with me. Like, I have money. I have all these things. Oh, but yeah, but at that time, she couldn't have even been no, that. Like, the only thing he could have offered her was being a cock. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. That's, so we were on the same, we were thinking about yes. the same thing. Yeah. Yes. I think that, I don't, I don't think Shino wanted him to stay, because she didn't even look at him. She was like, we're just farming. I'm now in my place. Uh, it, I think Shino just took an opportunity to have fun in a chaotic situation and was ready to move on. She, she was going to die. And even if she didn't think she's going to die, listen, there's probably not many new people in that village. She was, you know, having a good time. Good for her. And then she moved on. Good for her. Listen, I don't know that Kichiro is a great hang. Dude wants to be a disciple. Like, is he someone you're like, you know, so I don't fucking have a sake with this guy. Like, yeah, probably not. So, you know, good for her. Make Make a power move in a time when you can't make power moves. Oh, speaking of sake, I did love when the farmers before they're like, okay, so this is the big night. This is it. Tomorrow we're going to do it. And they bring out all the alcohol. I was like, good for you. Hide that shit. Hide it, farmers. Makes It makes me wonder what else they're hiding. Oh, so much. They're hiding so much. All over the place. Just everything was hidden. <laughs> they had to survive somehow. Wait, listen, good for them. Especially when you have bandits popping up taking wives, you gotta hide everything. They weren't taking wives; they were just taking and taking and taking. 
Ugh, okay, that scene was very, very distressing to watch when they were going through. We're just bouncing around in this episode. It's a beast of a movie. It's how we're going. But um, in the scene where they go to where the hideout and you go inside and you see all of these people just sleeping. It's like, oh, these are all the women that they stole. These are all the women that they're just forcing to stay here with them. That is distressing and awful to look at. Thank you. Thank you for putting that in my head now. But it was important because we needed to know what happened to Rikichi's wife. And 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 I I I don't really want to talk about the Magnificent 7, but the what okay. what that movie does is it it makes Eli Wallach becomes the charming villain. He he becomes the like the dastardly leader of the bad people whereas you know, in Seven Samurai, we don't really know. We don't know the bandits, but we see the repercussions of what they are doing. And so, yeah, when when you walk in to that about to be burned up little hut thing and you, you see all the women in there, it becomes pretty clear who you're dealing with. And we don't yeah. we don't we don't. There's no monologuing beforehand. We don't know. We don't even really know who the leader is of these people. It's just we we see what they're doing and we instantly go we don't like them exactly we see that scene and then we see the scene where they um take down their own and say if you all are yellow then we'll kill you and almost hit some of his guys as he swings his katana around for some reason to show off his strength and power uh so i think that they show us with the few scenes that we get with the the bandits we don't need to know much more about them Though they probably were people that had their whole lives taken away from them, and this is the only way that they can survive. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, we know they're agents of chaos in here. As it, there's probably a four and a half hour cut of this movie where we get more of the bandits. And, you know what, and I'm then, good. And then the moral conundrum is like, well, do, do we, should we care about any of these people? And then that, there's a whole lot going on there. I'm good. I'm actually going to say let's maybe make it a three hour movie. Maybe two and a half, if we can. Well, I think part of it is when you look up the movie, everything says two and a half hours, then you find it, and it's like, oh, no, it's three. It's like, wait, (laughs) it's bad marketing. Joey, you confused the hell out of me with that message, by the way. Yeah, sorry. I was a little, I was all over the place, and I was... I was happy you never responded. I was hoping we could just leave that in the ether. <laughs> I'm sorry. What is this message? I need to know. We can cut this, but I want to know. No, I, got, not... I got a message during, I, I was actually in rehearsal and I, it popped up on my, no, 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 you're, I, I was like, and like, I was, I think I was given a note. And so I had, a, I had some on my phone and then I saw your message and I was like, eh, here's a note. And I was like, two and a half. Hours. What the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, I'm just going to ignore that. And then it just never came back up because I was in the middle of something else. But yeah, no, because I, I looked up and said, like, everything I looked up said this movie was like two and a half hours. And then every version I found was three and a half hours. So it took me a while to figure out. So I was like, I'm doing something wrong. And then I realized that's just what it is. And everyone else was wrong, which is fine. Maybe they're doing it so that they can force people to watch it and be like, no, 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 we're gaslighting you into thinking that it's actually two and a half hours, even though it's three and, and 40 minutes. No, because when it was released, they pulled, they, they made them cut 50 minutes off of the American release. I mean, see, and I feel a little bit bad about this because I'm like, this should be cut. Whereas there have been other movies that we watch, like The Leopard, that I'm like, it could be cut. But I also, you know, am fine with it being as long as it was. So... I'm going to be honest. Maybe I'm just I, being a brat. 
for, for I mean, this feels absurd to say for this length of a movie. Could some scenes have been like tightened up? Sure. I don't really. Maybe think, that's what I wanted. Uh, but I, I can't really think of places where I would fully remove things. I think everything was purposeful. <sighs> purposeful and and needed are two different things, though. Like I I I do think that we have. There's just a little too much in the beginning. Again, once we get past intermission, I'm in it. I'm sold. I love it. But but before intermission, it's it, it was a it was tough. And I thought, wow, am I really going to say that this movie shouldn't be in the book? Because everybody loves it so much. This is like such a highly lauded film. It's our first 100% uh, critical Rotten Tomato score. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, the length really didn't. Except like finding the time to get it, you know, I, I didn't really have, I didn't have an issue with it. Like I said, four more minutes of Kaiuzu fucking guys up in the beginning. But no, I would, I would watch a we full three hours. The one was enough. Not, I don't think it was. I think. So I, oh man, it's so funny. I keep flip flop. Like you both say things and I'm like, cause Joey, I'm, I'm with, I think the length is totally fine. But I, but then I'm with, like, I think like. The way in which they shoot the one scene where, like, and the way he holds the sword, it's he's not the brash one, and the other guy is trying to be all big. And it's like the second that they set that up, I'm like, this guy's gonna get his shit fucked up big time because he's being all like, ah, and, oh man, I, the 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 foot kind of digging into the ground. I just, oh, the 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 detail of it. I didn't want. It's great. Yeah, I think I'm good with the one. Yeah, that's great. The one is fine for that. If we had four of those, I'd be like, all right, let's I'm just going to speed it up now because we've already seen what he can do. I will say when he gets shot in the back, that is rough. And I love the fact that he turns around and he just flings his sword to where he got shot from because he knows I'm going to die. They need to know where this is coming from. And I'm like, oh. Also, when he has the small smile, when when uh, Katsuhiro comes to him to just be like, I just have to tell you that you're an amazing person. And, and he, he kind of just, it's the one time he smiles. Oh, I loved it. It was so good. And I, yeah, there are a lot of really good moments in this movie. It's a, it's a really, it is a really good movie. It, it just is. <laughs> Am I going to watch it every year? No. Yeah, Am well, I going to watch fair. it no. a couple more times? Yeah. Probably, but I'll probably wait like seven years to watch it again. I'm going to be Every seven fair. years? It's, it's every seven year gimmick? Every seven years, yeah. Every time all the cells in my body have, have been changed over, then yep, I'll you, watch you, this movie again. What, is, is that, isn't it, is seven years the urban legend like how long it takes for gum to pass through your system? Is yeah, seven it, years okay, is so like. Okay, so great. So we'll, we'll, all, we'll all swallow some gum. Perfect. And then, and then when we pass it, we like it's seven samurai time. It's it'll seven be, samurai time. time to... Let's see if Britt likes it more this time. You're like, and you're like, you know what? I need more of gathering of the team. <laughs> yes, yeah, I need more Kikuchio acting like a I, dumbass. Please. I can't wait for the hard pivoted seven years for Britt. Like, give me the six hour cut. Why give was Kikuchio not drunker? More. I will say when I was watching it, I was like, this feels like a, a short, like like a, a, a mini series to me. Like this could have been a mini series. I, 
just it like I that's my least favorite answer to anything now. Not and not from you, but just like I hate when people How dare say, you. Make I it take a offense to that, Adam. I'm like this. Why does it have to be a miniseries? Like, let because it be it was what too it long. is. It That's... wasn't too long. Let it be what it is. It was too long. We don't know. <laughs> I like. I'm already trying to think of like next season. Like, I'm gonna like. I have Showa, which is like a 10 hour documentary about. I'm like, fuck it. We're gonna do Showa next How season. How dare you? <laughs> Maybe I'll love it. I do think this is the first time that Joey and I have been like hard on the opposite <laughs> camp. Yes. But but I still okay I still you loved don't it. I just Kaiusa. rude, Joey. Rude. Just pointing okay. out the obvious. I mean, okay, fair. <laughs> just pointing. Out I can't argue with that. <laughs> it's okay. Hoof. I already knew that I was going to be like like I felt bad coming into it, being like, God, I didn't love this movie. I you know what I did love though, Throne of Blood. Throne yeah, of Blood th- was amazing. You know, awesome. but it's 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 tricky with a movie like this though because you know, I it's funny. I was I was looking through um uh the films that I, you know, that that is that are on the feed that I either cover have covered with you two or or with Ian. And like there are movies that that like we I, I we approach and it's like, "Oh god, this kind of scares the shit out of me." Um I made I made just a small list of movies that scare the shit out of me that we oh so like uh, Raging Bull Apocalypse Now Third Man Do the Right Thing like those are ones I'm like like at some point and and that's like with Raging Bull I just took the hard stance I'm like this movie blows and I can't wait to tell tell you why I think it's awful um, but like a lot of these it's like it's a it's a hill to climb not just because like thematically and how it was made but because it's like this this movie is just fucking beloved i mean it, it is and i i know we you know lists or whatever but like it's number 20 on the critics sight and sound and 14 on the directors and it's like this is just clearly a movie that is that is influential and and beloved by people who who criticize and who make films it is so influential i mean this story of 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 the seven samurai has been utilized in so many different movies from like a bug's life to an episode of the mandalorian like it's you see this everywhere which just goes to show how influential this movie is it's yeah. it is still in our zeitgeist it's still so relevant even though it's from 1954 Yeah, I mean, it just... It, well said. No, it's... Everything you read, it's just one, you know, the most, like, <laughs> remade movie, and it's it's all over. The, I've never seen Bugs Life, but that kept popping up. You've never seen oh, Bugs wow. Life? No. What? Okay, I feel like we need to have a bonus episode where we watch a Bugs Life and talk about it, because... I, I mean, it is, it is... It is... It is... It is... The grasshoppers are coming, and they want their grain... And uh, Flick fucks it all up, and so he's got to go. He's gonna go find warrior bugs, is what he calls them. He, yes, he does. Wait, is that really he, it? Is but, warrior bugs. But yeah, but that's it. That's but, the story. But they're not. But the twist is that they're not warrior bugs. They're actually circus performers, and they pretend to be warrior bugs. Yeah. Um, oh. It's it's it's, it, it's a good movie. It, Again, it's, it's fun. That Bonus is not episode. The- a bug's life. That is not the plot I expected from it. That's amazing. Really? I just, it, it starts with them getting lost. It's great. Like, when the bug yells, I'm lost. Ugh. 
So my husband doesn't like a bug's life. He prefers ants, and I don't understand because I am a bug's life person all the way. It's one of those movies that came out at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, ants is a Rashomon remake for sure. (laughs) Teaching children about unreliable narrators. (laughs) That's a... That is a... I don't even know how to respond to that. Oh man, ants ants definitely passed me as a kid, but if it's not a Rashomon spin-off, I'm going to be very upset. I'm it is be very it upset. isn't. Ah, I will say. Damn it. All it right. isn't. Akira? <laughs> it's a, definitely. Bu- a bureaucratic red ant. <laughs> Wait, definitely. what are the Aren't there bugs that are per- like they bo- they they bugs that come into existence and they die like right away i mean that could be the icarus story that could be it actually yeah yeah. fruit flies right isn't that their gimmick there is a uh there's definitely a moth that like it it, like i think is alive for three days oh that's that's perfect you're born and you're already having an existential crisis and that's that's the movie it's great beautiful all right let's let's start writing it (laughs) it's beautiful i can't wait can't wait it's gonna be great we're gonna make a lot of money on this i think i think netflix just picked it up actually i think we're awesome. set i think we're good to go perfect thank you netflix we appreciate it um we're now uh sponsored by netflix <laughs> we're not that's a lie yeah, that's, that's a bull face lie um yeah yeah let me see did everyone so scene shot quote unsung hero were covered right yeah. They came up quite naturally throughout, which is nice. I just love, I also love, I love a movie. I think this, this, maybe the last thing I'll say is I love a movie. I don't know why, it, oh, but only when it works, when they they show me a plan and they kind of explain how it's going to work, right? It's, and Ocean's Eleven does it too, right? Where we get that, we get the fake plan, but it's the plan. And like, so we're the walking through in the map and we see what they're going to do. And they got, I'm like, I'm in, man. Tell me, tell me how this is going to work. I love, I love a scene like that. I agree. I actually was thinking about that um, because again, I was watching 13 Assassins, which isn't like, it's, it's nowhere near Seven Samurais. Like Seven Samurais is such an influential film. It's incredible blah 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 we all know that but i love 13 assassins the only thing i would change about that movie is i love the fact that i know the layout of the um of the village we spend so much time there that when they go like oh they're gonna attack from the east i know where they're gonna go Mm -hmm. i know what's gonna happen i know what's Mm -hmm. over there i think that's such a clever a clever thing to do in a movie and it, it really does make me feel like i'm there with everybody I'm very invested in what happens. And when I was rewatching 13 Assassins, I was like, I don't know the layout of this place. Can they really go that way? That's Who a, cares? That's a great criticism about 13 Assassins. It seems like there is like 75 alleyways in that. She was like, oh that- my God, there's so many alleys. Um, When we were watching it, when all the, um, sorry, if you haven't seen it, sorry, I'm going to spoil something. But when the gates are coming through, Neil was like, how are they pushing those gates? They're all up on the roof right now. And I was like, just let it happen. Just. <laughs> That's a, I know it. that is a really shh, right. shh, 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 shh. just don't know and then when like the blood comes over the top this is the one he keeps going back to when it's like the explosion goes off and the blood just comes gushing over and I go that's Takashi Miike right there and Neil was like 
there were two guys back there. They don't have that much blood in their body. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need your bullshit right now. I don't need this negative energy. Let's just appreciate the just, rain just, of blood. Just be cool. Just be cool. Yeah. Just be, be cool. cool, man. He couldn't. But yeah, cool. no, I, I think I, I appreciated the fact that Kurosawa took the time to show that and also took the time to show us when everybody died. Yes. Like he was just crossing them off. I was like, hell yeah. Kanpei, do your thing. You wonderful human. I love you. And I, I love the map that they use because it really worked out because as as the bandits spread out at the end, I was like, I know exactly what they're doing in yeah. this village and just great storytelling. <laughs> oh, I will say one of it was almost my favorite um, shot of the film was when um, Kikuchio died, not because I wanted Kikuchio to die. I obviously didn't. But that last stand of him just like he's holding himself, like basically trying to hold himself together to get out and take the guy down. And then he just falls forward and he's being rained on. And you watch the rain just like coming off of his legs. Um, it ugh, That shot is amazing. And it felt so um, sad. It just was so sad. I kind of wanted Kikuchio to, to get through it and maybe to, I don't know, become a better person. But... <laughs> I think he went out the way he wanted to go out. Kikuchino. Oh, definitely. The, you know, this he definitely w- did. There, there were so many options. I just, as I was taking notes, I just wrote so many. And by the end, I had like 14 favorite shots of the movie. I was like, well, this isn't, this isn't realistic or good. Be a little, <laughs> be a little critical here. But, <laughs> um, you don't have to be critical. We're not a critical. Well, I guess we're a little bit critical. Got to make a choice. You, know. you got to make a choice. You got to make a choice. Though, if you had your choice, going back to La La Land, you would just put it in every single time. You'd replace something in the book, right? Without question. If that was allowed, I would happily do it. <laughs> it it's not. I know. <laughs> I wish. But in, 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 in the made up rules of this podcast, it's not. It's not. It never will be. <laughs> you know what? I'm I abide by the made-up rules Joey. we live in. I'm going to be the chaos and say, you do whatever makes you happy. We, we, made-up rules or not, we live by them, and that's that's what makes it all work. Is that Seven Samurai? Oh, my God. I do feel like we could probably talk about this movie for four more hours, but that would be too much, and people would say you should cut it, like I'm saying about this movie, so maybe we should pause. <laughs> I would, so there's somebody who'd be like, I needed four more minutes of Joey going off. But anyway. Joey, you're the Kyozu of the, of the group. That's who you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so there's one more question. Does Seven Samurai belong in the book? A thousand and one movies you must see before you die. Adam, I'm going to go with you. You know, I think the only question that I can really ask myself as I'm looking at what we've covered so far is is if this or M is the bigger slam dunk. Um, I mean, of course, of course, this should be in the book. Uh it, it, but but like in like I agree with Brittany. Like this is not this is not a, a once a year kind of movie, but it is a movie to be valued and appreciated and, and um it, I I will say that like it, as as you know it's it's old it's black and white um I'm really like when Stella's like 13 it's going to be like you're fucking watching Seven Samurai come on down and we're watching it so you know I really it's it's a movie that I can't wait for them to to be exposed to at some point so yeah fucking Sam, Seven Samurai put it in the book keep it in the book well well said love it right 
So um, when I first started this movie, I thought, dear God, I'm going to be that person that doesn't want this in the book. Uh, but then I thought about it um, because it's not that I don't like this movie. It's just not my favorite. And it's not about what's my favorite in, on this podcast, right? It's not about something that I, I turn to and would put on my top 10. It is about something that should that people should see. And I do think that absolutely this movie, no question, this movie should be in the book. It is something that everybody should experience at least once in their life, especially if they are a film person who appreciates somebody like Kurosawa, who technically puts together an incredible film. It is a, just a joy to watch if you just want to watch somebody who can put together, like masterfully put together these scenes. Yes, Yes, it should be in the book. I don't know what else would take the place of this. It is, it's incredible. It's not my favorite. Am I going to revisit it in seven years? Absolutely. So um, looking at the date, what is it like when we're recording? It's the 2nd of March. So um, yeah, 2nd of March in seven years. I'll watch it again. 2030. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, for me, yeah, 100% this goes in. I'm not a big... Um recommend recommender of movies to people just because I, I don't know I just never have been but this is something that I would tell people to watch and you know I, I think it's something that you know if you're just it's so influential just to see where things came from um yeah I think 100% percent yeah. stays in the book like I I try to like think about like oh well I couldn't even like this this was staying in the book the whole time so all right well that was the glorious a little four minutes too short, Seven Samurai. We could probably cut 20 minutes. <laughs> Adam, what are we talking about next? Uh, so we are, you know, we're, we're hitting the, the second of what are, is going to be like our L.A. trilogy uh, for this season. Um, it's the first movie that we're discussing this year that is no longer actively in the book. Um, and uh, we are going to be talking about Nicholas Winding Refn's drive um yes. so uh you know there's just one rule i drive that's all i do uh so you know we'll talk more about we'll, we'll talk about more uh, of the stoic nick and the stoicness and the rules that go about with driver um uh but yeah and like joey said earlier you know find us in all the places where you listen to podcasts we're on the socials all those good things uh but until uh until we get to drive uh my name is adam my name is Britt. And I'm Joey. And we will catch you in L.A. for Drive. <laughs>